You are listening to a message recorded at Living Hope Church in Southwick, Massachusetts. We hope you find encouragement through God's Word today. It's been a good morning so far. God's been here, and He is here, and He'll be with us throughout the service today. It's Father's Day, and I wanted to ask someone to come and share with us who I know very well, and uh, he's been, uh, he was my youth pastor growing up, so uh, 15-year-old Danny Valeri was in his youth group. And, uh, you know, and uh, when I graduated from North Point Bible College, uh, it was Pastor Bill who gave me my first position as a youth pastor and, and got me into ministry. And I've known Pastor Bill for over 30 years. And over the years, I've valued his counsel and his wisdom. There have been many times I wasn't sure what to do. And uh, whenever I spoke to him, he always spoke to me as a friend, as a father, as a shepherd. Uh, and gently guided me into the right decision. And I truly believe your church is better because he kept me from making some really dumb decisions along the way. So I really appreciate Bill and his wife, Eileen. They are newly retired, but they are come, they have come to be a blessing to us today. So will you welcome Pastor Bill as he comes and ministers the word. Amen. How many know it's good to be in the house of the Lord? This is the day the Lord has made, and so I will rejoice. Worship is an act of our will. And you know that because I've heard you participate in worship. And i got to tell you, it's just great to be here to worship the Lord together with you and to see the fruit of my labor in Pastor Dan and Stephanie and Nate and Erica. How many know you have a wonderful pastoral family? Amen. They are God-loving and people-loving. And I appreciate their hearts. Just... um, (laughs) For me, just sitting there and watching as he was encouraging the next generation. That's a pastor's heart. He spoke from his heart God's word to them. And encouraged them down the road in real and right relationship with the Lord. Because that's who he is in Christ. I didn't plan to say this. But it's worth saying. We live in a world today where people fail us in many ways. And the reality is that we're all going to fail one another at times. But that's where we learn to trust in the Lord and to forgive one another and then walk together making a difference for his honor, and for his glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, forgive this old man for reminiscing a little bit, but if you want to hear the real story about Pastor Dan later on, (laughs) no, no, I have nothing but wonderful things to say about my my brother and sister. And... uh, 
I don't know if he's ever told you about how he came to meet Stephanie. In um, when he came to us and was serving as our youth pastor, I was doing an outreach to uh, the local uh, college down the road, Mass Maritime College. We were on Cape Cod. And uh, I said, Dan, I need you to go and take this for me. He wanted nothing to do with it. But they had relationship with Bridgewater State College. And so he went for me as a dutiful young man. But he didn't realize he was going to meet the beautiful Stephanie. And so they did. And here they are today, loving and serving the Lord together. Amen. Well, let me get going here. There's a story told about a young married man who just found out that he was going to be a father. He went to his pastor and he asked him this question. Pastor, at what age should I really begin to encourage my child in relationship with the Lord? I want them to understand what it means to love the Lord and follow him. Without hesitation, the pastor said, right now. The young father stopped and asked, what do you mean? My child isn't even born yet. And the pastor said, you cannot begin to influence a child in relationship with the Lord Unless you are wholeheartedly loving and serving the Lord daily. We don't begin to lead in relationship until we are wholeheartedly committed, loving and trusting in the Lord. Are you with me today? Years ago, when I was a young man, many years ago now, the Lord gave me Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 as a, a life verse, if you would. I want to begin this morning by reading, though, Proverbs 3, 1 through 6. If you have your Bibles, turn in that, or your electronic gadget of whatever size and shape it may or may not be. Proverbs 3 Beginning in verse 1 says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my command in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, and then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man trust in the lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make your pathway straight and again the lord gave me verses three and five many years ago as I first became serious about really loving and serving him. 
And over the years, as life has become a little cloudy, let's say at times, I pause, I stop, and I consider this verse again and ask myself, where can I trust in him in the midst of this challenge, in the midst of this trial? How can I keep my eye upon him? How can I follow him even now? And you know what I've found? That in the midst of every situation and every circumstance, the Lord has never failed me. He has always been there. Again, man will let us down. I will let you down. If you want a list later of how many ways I can let you down, my wife is here. And after 48 years of marriage, that list, as you can imagine, is quite long. But we won't go there. But we can trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Notice that he says heart and not head. Because he wants us to trust in him even when it doesn't make sense. Are you with me? Even when it seems a bit odd or a bit cloudy if you would. Trusting in the Lord with all of your heart. As I look back over my life with my wife, Eileen, and my five children and my 11 grandchildren, this means not just when everything is going well. And believe you me, there are times as a pastor, as a pastoral leader, As a director under God's leadership, things will not always go well. But in every situation, if I trust in him, I will see his faithfulness ultimately at the end. Now, this may sound easier than it is, and it really does. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The challenge is, as always, in relationship with the Lord, is in the living it out. Do you hear me? Saying it is easy. Living it is something else. And I believe that's why Solomon wrote this to the young men. To listen, to get it in their spirit, to allow it to become a part of who they are in their youth. That it would be that solid point, that anchor, if you would, in the midst of life's situations and circumstances that would come. I submit to you this morning the reason for all of the challenges during the time that Israel was going from Egypt to the promised land had more to do in building their trust than anything else. You see, they could have taken a faster route, but instead they went by the Red Sea and God showed up and parted that Red Sea. They could have taken a faster route, But instead, they stopped at Marah, and there they tasted bitter water. But God made that bitter water sweet. 
They could have taken a faster route and received, but they had no food. But God provided manna for them just when they needed it in the wilderness. They could have taken a faster route. But they went to a place in Rephidim where there was no water. And God provided water from a rock. I ask you this morning, fathers and grandfathers, how have you handled those challenges in life? You've been, I'm sure, to that crossroad where to go forward meant death and to go behind meant death. But God parted the Red Sea. He was there for you. You didn't know which way to turn. But God showed up and and proved himself faithful in your life and ministry. You had places where where there's been bitter water. But God himself has showed up and made that bitter water sweet. You could have gone in a different direction, but you went to a place where there was no food. But God himself provided the food necessary for you. And you found yourself without the life-sustaining water that you needed, but then Like the woman at the well, you drank of the water so you'd never thirst again. I thank God that every challenge, every situation, every circumstance that has been beyond my control, God has showed himself faithful to me. And I thank God that he's done that in your lives as well. I submit to you, That many of those experiences were there simply to build our faith. I can look back and I can see situations that we went through, even in ministry. Do you believe that? Where you look back and wonder, what was it all about? But the lesson was, do the right thing. Trust in the Lord. Keep your eye upon him no matter what and allow him to direct according to his divine will. Don't grow bitter. Don't allow the offense to root deep in your spirit. But trust in the Lord that he's there even in the midst of those life-challenging experiences because he will build your faith But then it's in those experiences that our sons and our daughters and our grandchildren are watching us. You see, I believe that they learn more from who we are rather than what we say. What we say is important, don't get me wrong. But if we're saying one thing and not living it out, they'll get the message that we don't want them to get. But if we truly trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding, 
then they'll see true life and faithfulness in him. Lean not on your own understanding. How many know there are times that the Lord calls us to do things that just make no sense to the natural mind? For example, let's take salvation, the place of beginning. It sounds so simple. Just trust in the Lord. Ask him to forgive you your sins and to come into your heart and to lead you going forward. And people pause there, and I've seen it over the years in many situations. You mean, that's all I need to do? Yeah, that's it. If you do it with all of your heart, if you mean it with all of your life, if you understand that this is a life-changing situation, God will move miraculously in you. And the burdens that you have been bearing, the challenges that you've been facing, he will help you every step of the way. And then from there, we begin to grow in relationship with him, and he encourages us to pay our tithe and give our offering. Wait a minute, you mean... It's better to live off of 90% of what you earn rather than 100? That makes logical sense. But that's exactly what the Lord has called us to do. To trust in Him with all of our heart. And we've participated in that this morning as we have paid our tithe and given our offering. And we've heard the results in the missionary report. That's the offerings over and above our tithing. We see God blessing and encouraging and we have a part in the fruit of those missionaries' labors because we support and encourage them. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't do what I did, though, one time. We were in a challenging situation financially. I know none of you have ever been in a situation like that. We literally now had, we were very young. We had two children, one two-year-old and the other was just born. And we were without a position. I had been part of my first full-time ministry position, and I was so excited. But then we were let go. And I found myself wondering, which way do I go? What do I do? I know nothing else. I tried other employment opportunities and failed miserably. But it was there in the midst of those three months that God worked deep within my spirit. And I knew that I knew that I knew that God had called me to ministry. And God directed us from there according to his divine will. But it was in the midst of that challenge that I didn't have money to pay the rent, nor did I have money to put food on the table. And so I complained to God. Don't ever complain to God. 
It's a very humbling experience. Not when you're complaining, because we feel we have the right to do so in that complaining. And I did. I laid in my bed and I told God how righteous I had been and how faithful I had been and why wasn't he meeting the need the way I thought he should. Anybody ever do that? <laughs> that afternoon, I went to the mailbox and I found a letter and I opened it up. And it said from someone I had known in a past church. Bill, I don't know why I'm writing you this letter today other than God directed me, so in close, please find a check. And that check paid our rent. That check put food on the table and even paid some bills that we had had accumulating. I was humbled beyond belief. But God was showing me again how to trust in him with all of my heart and not my head. God is faithful in salvation. He's faithful in, in support and encouragement. What, how, what makes sense about following the Lord's will for your life into ministry? Can I say this? Your pastor and his family sacrifice much to serve you and this community. I know that he could probably earn more money in a secular position, but he doesn't. And why? Because his heavenly father called him and set him apart and helped him to understand that he was to serve the Lord faithfully and God would direct according to his will and he brought them to different ministry situations but God has settled them here to love and encourage and to make a difference it doesn't make sense to the natural mind but it does when we see the outcome the fruit of the labor the blessing of the Lord in our lives and ministry. And that's exactly what we see in your pastoral family. What about prayer? That's another area that really doesn't always make sense. There are so many things that we need to do every single day. We have an agenda when we wake up and sometimes it feels like we just run through the day. Amen? But the most important thing that we can do in that day and every day is to spend some time in his presence. To seek his face, to trust in him, and to allow him to direct us according to his will. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 Verses 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42 is the story of Martha and Mary. 
And it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was so distracted, so anxious, so worried by all the preparations that had to be made that she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And then Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away. Church, we need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and make time to sit in his presence and worship him. Just like we've done here today. I love the way that you've been led in worship. The songs that you've sung. But you enter in. You wholeheartedly worship the Lord. And commit your ways to him. And God honors that relationship. Because when you face those earthly challenges. Those Trials, those situations that are beyond your control. You'll be able to call upon the presence and power of God once again. And he will show himself faithful to you. And once again, dads and granddads, your sons and daughters and grandchildren will see how you follow God's word and God's will in your life and in your ministry. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your pathway straight. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my lives that I wasn't fully trusting in the Lord. And when I look back, the result is a very crooked path. I didn't follow his plan all the way. I didn't trust in him. I decided to, to take matters into my own hands. That's a challenge that we have as men, isn't it? We want to answer all the time we want to make things right we want to get it done but sometimes the lord says no trust in me and allow me to work my will in the midst of the situation and when we trust in him the result is he will make our paths straight he will direct us in such a way that we will let our light so shine before others that they will see our good works and give him the honor and the glory that he is due. 
I thank the Lord for those who have faithfully stood by and with me and prayed for me. Since June 9th, 1972, the Lord has been making my pathway straight. And I thank the Lord for praying parents and grandparents that have been encouraging me. And now, Eileen and I have that opportunity to encourage our children and our children's children as well. And we're beginning to see the fruit of that. Well, my children, we're seeing them for years, and we rejoice in that. They haven't been angels, but who is? But as we love and encourage them, we'll see the blessing and the glory of God. Dads and granddads, I'm going to ask you to stand together with me. Would you do that? If you're a dad, if you're a granddad. <clears throat> Look around, church. We want to take a moment and thank God for these men and for their faithful service to the Lord. Amen? We love them. We appreciate them. But I want to pray together for them. Let's do that this morning. A loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your great provision in our lives. You've provided everything we need for life and for godliness. And I thank you today for these men. We give honor to whom honor is due. And we thank you for your faithfulness to them and for the result of their faithfulness to us. We thank you for our dads. We thank you for our granddads. We thank you for their lives and for their ministry. And we pray that you would daily surround them with your presence, that you would undergird them with your strength, that you would draw them ever near to you. Draw their family near to them, I pray. May they daily trust in you with all of their heart and lean not on their own understanding, but in all of their ways acknowledge you. And you will make their pathway straight. And for that, we thank you name of Jesus Christ we pray and everyone said amen and amen God bless you this morning thank you for listening we invite you to join us Sunday mornings to worship with us we are located at 267 College Highway in Southwick Massachusetts for more information about Living Hope Church visit us online at www.livinghopechurchag.org